Bienvenida and welcome to a special episode of Spirit of Avalor with your host Lauren. And Becca. And today we have a special treat for you. We have an awesome interview that we did with John Cavanaugh. Yes. Who is the songwriter for both Elena and Sophia. Yeah. The first. And but before we get into that, um, we're gonna get into some news and then we're also just going to kind of talk for a couple minutes. Um you know, just about stuff. So, how's your week been? It's been good. I I finished the final draft of the sequel to my book, Lightning Proof, which is up on Amazon, and the sequel is coming soon, and it is called Dangerous Memories. And I finished uh, the seventh draft this morning, and all I had to do is read through it, add in some description, you know, fix up the writing, and send it off to my editor, and I'm so excited. It took me three months and seven days to finish it, so. (laughs) Awesome, I bet it's amazing, and I really want to read it. Yeah, I I can't wait for you to read it, because it's totally different. (laughs) Cool. From the other draft that you read. And that is a cameo text from my papa, so, well, we got Becca's dad on all of our podcasts, so I guess that kind of counts, no? Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad you land, your, land in Cub City safely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or the Windy City, as some people like to call it, but I call yeah. it Cub City. Yeah, I call it the Windy City. <laughs> Because it is. It I, is. I know, I know. But come on, the Chicago Cubs with you know, come on, yeah, the Bears. Yeah. yeah, I've been there twice. I love that city. Oh my gosh. Awesome. Well, you, mean, New York is more my, mm-hmm. you know, more my city, but I do love Chicago. I wonder if they really filmed in Chicago for ER and if any, if you no. got to walk. No, 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 no. I meant like on the outside. I'm not trying to trigger it. On the outside, uh, were they? I I was on a tour in mm-hmm. Chicago. Yeah. Um, it did mention ER. Um, they did say that Chicago Hope yeah. filmed more in Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never watched it much. So. Yeah, me neither. No. The only thing I know about it is that Mae Whitman played um, one of the worker, one of the nurses or doctor's daughters, and she was really amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the only reason I know know about it, I used to see it, you know, advertised and mm-hmm. uh, and the trailers for it actually used to freak me out. Aw, because I didn't know that it was like fiction. I thought it was real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was really little, you know, and well, wait, when was this at? Around the same time as the art, right? Or was it later or earlier? I think it was a little bit earlier. Yeah. No. Oh. Just, okay. But just the way that they had, um, just the way that they advertised it made it seem real. Yeah. <laughs> so how's your week been? Oh, it's been just taking care of your nephew, booting him off tables, <laughs> playing with him, telling him yep. how handsome he is. Yes. And we've been hanging out. Oh, yeah, no, I was going to get to that. Yeah, we've been hanging out a lot and watching a lot of Lion Guard. Yep. 
Shout out to Ford Riley and Max Charles and Maya Mitchell. Oh my gosh. And all the rest. You guys are amazing. Yes. This show is incredible. And for me, it's a rewatch, but I don't mind because it's, it's been so much fun and it's just awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and we're actually on episode 17. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. 17 or 18, something like that. I think this next one's John Doe's New Crew, which is going to be pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Where he kicks the two stooges out and uh, re- um, recruits two other hyenas who are just... Well, you'll see. Yeah. Um, but it's it's pretty good. And there's not really a song in this one. It's sort of a half song, and you'll see what I mean. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, I like the song from the last episode that we watched. Yeah, I know. Anna Gasse is awesome. She is. Oh, my gosh. She's amazing. So. But, yeah, we've been doing that, and... Writing, and I mean, reading a lot of really good books. Yeah. So, and then we've talked to a few friends, and um, we want to give a shout-out to our friend Angela and her two podcasts, Punky Power PB Podcast and Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, a full house, full our house podcast, because both of them are amazing. They are. They're so amazing. And she is an amazing person. And the PB podcast is actually finished. You can go listen to every episode. It's up there. All four seasons. She's very descriptive. Yeah. Um, very real, which I really appreciate. And that's for both of them. But the Full House one's still going. So. Yeah. Yeah. And she's so really she's descriptive beans. on that one too. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. On both, yeah. But she's doing themes for Full House. She's not doing every single episode. Like she is. She does start out the first one, obviously, for a second, but then she goes um, into other themes, like August is birthday month, so she did DJ's, Steph's, and then next week she's going to do Uncle Jesse's. Yeah. And I think Michelle's um, is in there, is in there too, I th- or one of them at least, or whatever, but... Um, yeah. But yeah, she's really, really awesome. Oh yeah. And her book recs are amazing too. So. Oh yeah. I'm reading one of them now. Cool. So. But yeah, and I'm reading um, Secondhand Wishes, which is really, really good. Cool. I'm reading Front Desk. And it's good so far. I'm not that far into it, but it's good. Cool. And then you and I are both are reading King Keepers together. We finally got back and do it after. Yep. <laughs> after reading Descendants three. Yes, after reading Descendants three, and which is amazing, and the movie's amazing. It is. And you're talking to someone who didn't really like the movie. Like I love the books. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just like, you know, not sure about it because you kept talking about how. You know how you didn't like the movies and I was just like okay well I guess you know this isn't as good as I thought and then and then we watched we read Descendants 3 and watched the movie and I was like okay this is awesome oh yeah can someone please mail me a talking dog <laughs> no I'm joking like 
Yeah, I know I'm terrified of dogs, but a talking dog won't be too scary. No, no. <laughs> yeah, Raj, I know you're like, no, hell no, but okay, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's like, I vote no for this. <laughs> but no, um, the book is amazing. Um, and we also want to talk about a really beautiful and amazing song that John Cavanaugh actually wrote for the movie, which yeah. is the only song that we really that we really love. And you know, I can definitely empathize with Mal and stuff. And I, I just the song is just amazing. It's called My Once Upon a Time, oh, and it's God. up on iTunes. You can find it on YouTube too. It is incredible. Although I bought it, so just to give them support, but not like that, but you know, just... The first time I heard it, I sat here and cried. Yeah, me too. And I either either wake up with it in my head or I'll listen to it before I go to bed or when I wake up, and it's just... It's so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just amazing. Oh, yeah. Dove Cameron, you... Definitely hit out of the park. Oh, yeah. Totally. And as for the movie itself, it is really good. Like, I, I really found myself... Spoiler alert for everyone out there, so... Anyway. So, I finally found... I found myself, like, really loving Dizzy Tremaine. Like, I really liked her character. Yes. Me too. And, I mean, Celia, too. Like, I never... I... I love how they are showing you that you don't, ha like, not all the characters in this franchise are, like, evil just because their parents were. Yeah, I know. So, I thought that was really awesome and inventive and just really throwing things on its t on their heads and it just, you know. Oh, yeah. And... You know, I like Celia, too, Dr. Facilier. And the person they got to play Dr. Facilier, he, I know it probably wasn't the, the original person from Princess and the Frog, but darn it if he did not sound 99% like that guy. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that would have made it better, and I know you'll agree with me, is watching it in descriptive. Yes. That would have made it. I mean, we read the book, so we knew yes. what was going but... It would, it would have been it would have been ten times better and descriptive. Yeah, it would have. It really, really would have. Oh yeah. Definitely. But we don't really have any news about our girls, sadly. They are not giving anything. No. Um she appeared in a crossroad puzzle, apparently, New Year. Yeah. Times crossword puzzle, eighteen yep. across. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. And Amy was so happy. It was just so. She was funny. so happy. She was. I will be right back. I'm gonna get a drink of water. So. Just keep talking. <laughs> I saw that last night, and she she was so so happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we got a fairy co-host. Aww. <laughs> he's very sweet, and he's going to be eight years old in two months. 
Oh. Yep. Oh yeah. He's currently licking my thumb. <laughs> oh, he's looking at you or looking at the computer. Yeah. Hi, sweet boy. Yep, this is who you hear meow every single time we do the podcast or sometimes he'll yell. Yep. Mm-hmm. And speaking of kitties, there you go, bud. Speaking of kitties, we started listening to this awesome podcast called Raising Your Paws. Yep. And it's all about kitty and puppy care, but some of the stuff for cats is actually really amazing. Yeah. And a lot of stuff, like, I didn't know before. Just like how their eyes work, it's just really cool. Yeah. Because you would think they see better in every, during the day, but it's really at night that they do. During the day, they're kind of farsighted, so. Right. But, they're still awesome. Oh, yeah. Case in point, this afternoon, Raja jumped all the way up to the top of my closet. Yep. And down again. Yes. But see, no, we're talking about a cat who actually jumped from the floor with nothing to propel him up to the top shelf of another of a closet in my mother's <laughs> house and was like, I am sleeping here. Yep. So, for three hours, no less. We couldn't find him. We were going you know, they just comfortably laying up there. <laughs> but my mom's cat thought that he left, and she was so happy. And then when he burst out of the closet door and ran after her, she was like, oh, crap, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to know, how many of you listeners out there have named your animals after Disney characters? As you know, my kitty's named Raja. I had a Simba when I was about 11 to about 22. Um, a Himalayan gray kitty. Aww. Yeah. Oh, I, you know about him. I've talked about him before with you. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, funny sidebar, for those of you who know about LiveJournal and about its audio capabilities or when the audio entry posting first started, I tried it out and I was talking about Simba and his brother Ty and everything in the entry came out well in the transcription except for one thing. It got their names completely wrong <laughs> and called them Simon and Vegetable. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I know. So, I'm going to talk for a second, and then we'll wrap this up, but I want to talk for a second about movies that are coming out that we want to see. Yes. Um, one being Overcomer, which is by the same people who brought us I Can Only Imagine. Yep. Which I'm 99% sure. Um, and it looks like a really good movie. We wanted to see it together, but that won't be happening because I'll probably be out of theaters by the time you get here. Yeah, Sadly. well, I mean... It's not. We can still go. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. But yeah, it just looks really, really good and um it's about a running coach and then the only runner that he has or that yep. signs up. Um 
and um, Priscilla Shire, thank you, Father, for helping me get her name right, um, is going to be in it like she is in all, all, all the movies that they do, which I think is kind of cool, because I really, I really like her. I loved her in War Room. I loved her, and I can only imagine. I know she was in a couple other things I'm not thinking of right now, but she, she's just amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, that's coming out. And then, Dora and the Lost City of Gold, that actually looks really good. It does. It does. And when I first saw that trailer, I was like, okay, what are they doing? <laughs> like, because that show is, you know, for little kids. Like, but this movie is not. <laughs> but I really want to see it. It looks really good. And how much you want to bet that they're, and I'll be right back over there, but how much you want to bet that parents will bring their kids anyway? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. And then they're going to complain. Yep. Especially that knife scene. Yep. Which I don't think is real. I mean, it's sort of a big deal, but it really isn't. She doesn't do anything with it. It's just found. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like... And they are going to put... They are going to put some animated flashbacks in this movie. I've heard some of them. Yeah. So you are going to see some of that? Right, right, yeah. And then I'm excited for Frozen 2. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for um, Conceal Don't Feel, Twisted Tale. Yes, me too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that is going to be good. Oh, yeah. It definitely is going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. But, so, yeah, we are hoping that our girl premieres either in October or November. Yeah. Hopefully we don't have to wait till next year. I know. I mean, technically, they really can't because it has to premiere in November because of Dia de los Muertos. Yeah. Because they're doing yeah. an episode of that this, this year. Or Yeah. With Eugenio Dorvez, yes! Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am so... Oh, my gosh, he's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, he is just, oh my gosh. But, um, and they're also going to have a Dia de las Madres episode, which I am so excited for. Yes, me too. Oh man, I hope that our girl has the song for that one. Me too. I mean, even if it's a sister duet, I'm not going to be mad. No. Or even no. if Isa has a song, I'm not going to, that's fine. Yeah. Only they could talk to her in the middle of it or whatever. I, you know, the that's fine. Yep. As long as it's one of them. Yeah. So. But, oh, and there's one other movie. The Art of Racing in the Rain looks really good. And yeah. I'm currently reading the book, or I'm going to start reading the book sometime tonight. 
full. And because I want to, you know, see if I want to see the movie first of all. Secondly, if I do go see it, I want to make sure I have the visuals in case the audio description doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Should I tell my Lion King story? Oh, oh, yeah. Go ahead, because then I'll tell mine, because I want to, I have no problem saying how much I hated the movie. So. Well, I didn't see enough of it <laughs> to know. I mean, I know, I knew, you know, that I wouldn't like it as well as the original, right, but. Right, right. Um, okay, so we get our tickets, you know, we get them online, and we go to the theater, and we go to um, one of those theaters that, you know, you can eat. And so we get there, and um, go up to the thing, you know, to ask about audio descriptive, audio description, and... And, and the the lady behind the counter tries to give me the headphones that make the audio louder. And I told her like three times, I'm like, no, I need the audio descriptive that where it describes what's happening on screen. And then she tries to give me the thing for closed caption. And then someone else comes behind the counter and she's like, do we have audio descriptive? And the guy's like, no, we don't have that. And then just walks away. See, that's when you should have said, well, on your website, states that you do. That's what we did. That's what we told him. And then we stayed for, you know, 20 minutes of the movie. And then we left. And we, taught, we spoke to, you know, mm -hmm. another person that worked there. And and they had just been acquired by this other company, mm -hmm. like, before. Yeah. And the guy that owns this company did, like, a little, you know, talk before the movie. Uh-huh. We are happy to, you know, serve, you know we've been doing this for blah 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 years and we're happy to serve <laughs> people and and I just think I was just sitting there going if you were happy to serve people you would have audio descriptive <laughs> I would be able to watch this movie in audio descriptive oh yeah and I was just I was because this is not the first time that this has happened I know I've mentioned on other podcast episodes about my the lack of audio descriptive and you know we have a right as much as anybody else to go and enjoy a movie oh yeah you know even if that if we require assistive technology to do that mm-hmm Theaters should have it. It's required by law. Oh yeah. By the ADA that they ha that they have this. And half the time I go, and it they either don't have it or it doesn't work. Most of the time they have it, but it doesn't work. And I've been probably to ten movies in the last 
year and a half, mm-hmm. and I've probably seen four with audio descriptive. I'm sorry, Miel. And one of those was I can only imagine, and then I so ended up, and then. When I went to see Mary Poppins Returns, the first time I saw it, the descriptive didn't work. The second time I saw it, it did. But it's like, it should have worked that first time. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. You know, theater workers... They need to be educated. They need to be educated. They need to be trained. Whoever does the technology that is that allows the for the audio descriptive to work, it needs to be maintained and, uh, you know, actually work. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm running out of theaters to go to. I've been to like five, trying to find one where the audio descriptive is consistent and actually works and I mean I'm not saying like the you know the people at the theaters you know except for this last time they've been very nice and you know tried their hardest to get it to work you know but it's just it's really frustrating oh yeah it makes going to movies not a very good experience because I'm missing you know what everyone else is seeing and and Mm -hmm. you know and it's just it's not fair no it isn't I mean when I went to go see Breakthrough I missed the first 15 minutes when it missed it but I visually missed it um, because it wasn't working they finally got it working so, um, but, um, I was going to tell you mine, but, or tell them. Yeah, yeah. No, I wanted to make sure you were, you know, you were done and said everything you wanted to say. No, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, so Dad and I get there and they hand us the, you know, the device whenever we go in and I turn on and I would, I would for the movie to start, but I turn on. It's the same thing. The device to make it louder, like get it to come in your ears. I'm like, okay, that's not the right thing. Yeah. So, Dad goes out, and they give him the same device eight times. Jeez. And I admit, I didn't have. They didn't fix it until like three minutes before the movie ended. That's ridiculous. And. By then, I was kind of just over it because the only part yeah. of that movie that I liked was I just can't wait to be king because those kids killed it. It was amazing. Dude, that's the that's that's the part that I wanted to stay for. That's why I stayed because I wanted to see that, and it was amazing. Um, but I, we left right after that. Yeah, I mean the only um, the only saving grace in the movie, I mean, the only other saving grace of the movie was Tuan and Pumbaa because they were hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And they, you know, and 
the one hyena played by um, Keegan Michael Key was actually really funny too. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I really didn't like was the fact that they changed a lot of the dialogue and it would make it PC and it was really stupid because yeah. uh. um, like I said, the worst change was right before the stampede when he's supposed to say Sinbad's to die for but he says something else and I'm like, no, that doesn't even make any sense. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't. No. And I wasn't afraid of Scar in this one like like I was with the animated version. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get that far, so I didn't. So, but, all right, enough of our ramblings, and we really hope you enjoyed this interview, and there will be more coming. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, like I said, send any feedback or any questions to spiritofavalorpodcast at gmail.com. And please leave us a review on iTunes, because that that helps and rate us because that helps other other Elena fans and Disney fans find our podcast. Oh yeah, and the only reason I can't rate and review everyone else's podcast on iTunes because it's inaccessible. Yeah. Like, I... There's the King of Babylon himself. <laughs> but that's the only reason. Like, I, I review them different ways. Like, I'll send the host or host like a tweet or I'll message them on Facebook and say much so I do obviously give feedback. I just can't do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I've tried. I tried for an hour once. Oh man. And it just didn't work, so uh. but um so but we will see and talk to you guys later. Adios. Uh. Rebecca to this conversation. Hello, this is John. Hey, hello. John Carmelo. Rebecca, John Carmelo. How are you? Yeah. I'm really really well. I'm excited to talk to you two. Awesome. We're excited to talk to you. You were one of the crew members that we were so excited to, well, that accepted our invitation. So. Yes. Well, I'm just, I... You guys have been such great fans of the show that I'm thrilled to talk to you. Aww. <laughs> yeah, I, um, we're going to get started in a second. We'll do it like the way we always do so everyone, you know, gets everything and whatever. But, so how's your day going? Good. It's early out here. It's only 10 o'clock, so it's Aww. just starting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just started. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's do this. You ready, Becca? Yes. Okay, now Skype is being a delayed piece of junk, but that's okay. It's better than skipping. Awesome. All right. Bienvenida and welcome to a special episode of Spirit of Avalor with your host, Lauren. And Becca. And today we have a very special guest, someone who I've wanted to talk to for about three years now. (laughs) And he is the awesome person who writes the amazing and incredible and inspiring songs in both Elena and Sophia. John Cavanaugh, bienvenida, welcome. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. We're happy to we have you. To... Yes, we are. <laughs> well, it's, it's very exciting to talk to you. You've been like such terrific fans of Elena Vavilor, and um, I and so appreciate all your support and your good wishes for the show and for me. And uh, it's so nice to finally speak with you. Yeah, definitely. And 
Um, I want to take a second before we delve into as much of your background as you want to talk about, obviously, whatever you're comfortable, you know, telling everyone. But um, I wanted to say that I was very touched with how touched you were when you received my story. Yes, yes. Um, do, 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 does your audience know? Yes, uh, yes. They 99% they know everything, so it's fine. I'm not... Awesome. awesome. Well, when we got your letter... I think I received it first when you had written to Craig mm -hmm. and I'm sure you knew about, you know, that I wrote the music with Craig, mm -hmm. uh, but it's one of my favorite songs. And, um, I, I don't know. Yeah. I was just so touched that it reached you. And, you know, when you write songs for, for any, uh, series or just for, you know, pop music, uh, you wanted to reach people. So to get your letter, um, and your email to me personally, I was very, very moved. So I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to show you guys that you are making a difference, and it's not just with kids, and we won't go into that because we can talk about an hour how much Disney is being mean to Elena and how much they're not doing what they're supposed to do, but that's neither here nor there. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I really wanted you guys, obviously, to under to know that you were impacting lives and I had no idea that Craig was going to give it to Amy I actually I'll be honest with you and said that a part of me was like oh crap what is he doing but then I realized no she needs to know and hopefully she'll and then I got a message a couple weeks to probably a month later get you know give or take um that she too was very moved when she read it and that just really just warmed my heart because I of all the I mean obviously you guys uh, yes but she was the one, the other one who I wanted to know that she is doing good, as Mr. Feeney would say, she's doing good. <laughs> she's she is so incredible, um, oh. just inside and out. And uh, <laughs> one of the joys of the series for me is uh, getting to you know to go into the studio with her and see what she does with these songs and see what she brings to them. She's really extraordinary. So what is that experience like? Can you take us through a typical session with her? Yeah. Sh sure. There, I mean, it's very much like, you know, all of our sessions um, are, are structured basically the same, uh, where you, they've received a demo from uh, the music department, from me, and usually it starts out, I, I sing the song for Fred, and... Um, once Craig and I are on the same page, and I sing all the parts, you know, mm -hmm. badly, but I do it. And, then, <laughs> and once Craig and I like the song, we send it off to network, and then it gets approved. Mm -hmm. And we make any changes that, you know, the execs want us to make. Mm -hmm. And then if it's a song for Amy or for, for one of the women in the cast, then I have to transpose it to their key. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have a great demo singer, Laura Dickinson, who sings uh, most of the female parts for us. And then we send that off to the talent. So in this case, we send it off to Amy, mm -hmm. and she get familiar with the song before she comes in. Mm -hmm. And then um, we basically get you know the sound comfortable in her headphones. And yeah. Craig uh, and Elliot um, and I are mm -hmm. usually in the booth with some of the Disney execs and our incredible engineer Gabe Moffat. Mm -hmm. And we make sure she likes, you know, in this case, Amy likes what she's hearing in her headphones. And then we just jump in and she'll sing maybe the first section 
you know, two or three times to get comfortable and Craig will give a few thoughts and, mm -hmm. you know, I might tweak a few things if, mm -hmm. you know, a little wrong note here or there. Yeah. But, um, but what's kind of fabulous about Amy is that she is such an incredible actress that once we get a few passes where the music is really, you know, right on, right mm -hmm. spot on, yeah. then we usually say, would, would you just do a few passes as Elena and do anything you want? And she... You know, she always is bringing her acting chops to the table, but mm -hmm. what we, when she finally feels comfortable that she's got all the notes and she can just really jump into the character, mm -hmm. uh, it, nine times out of ten, those are the passes we use and those are the, you know, the final results you hear. She's really such a great actress and uh, that's kind of fabulous for us because she can sing and act. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, one of those examples that you just said about her just taking and running with it and just doing something that you guys didn't, you know, expect, but obviously kept. And this is just my interpretation. If that's not it, you can feel free to correct me. But I've got it down. When she does that little, like, change in her... Yes! <laughs> <laughs> It was, you know, what's interesting about that is at the time she was recording some of those uh, season one songs. Uh, I think that might be in season two, but uh, some of those early songs. I lived in London at the time, uh -huh. and so I, I couldn't always be at the sessions where she sang, mm -hmm. and so I would. They would record, and then they would do a, a mix and send to me. Mm -hmm. And so when I, and so when I heard her do that, it was a complete surprise. <laughs> And, and I just smiled, and that's exactly the kind of thing I mean. She she just does that herself. She's yeah. just a genius. I mean, I hope that was what you, example that you were thinking, that, you know, that, because that's what I was thinking of, just because it was just really funny, and just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't see the gesture that Elena, her, you know, the Elena herself was making, but I had a feeling it was something really hilarious, and that's why I was like, oh, this is too good. <laughs> Yeah, she's 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 really incredible. You know, I asked her the other day. Uh, we were recording some stuff for season three, and I asked her what her favorite songs were that yes. she's done for. Her. Yes. And she said, "Well, I, I'm not I'm not sure it's her favorite song, but she said her. I think I posted this uh, to one of your comments. She, her mother loved um, the lullaby, and I think it's yes. because Amy's so gloriously yes. sweet and loving and oh. yes." And so that, one of her mother's favorite songs. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, something about that really quickly. Um, when I first watched that episode, I watched it with a dear friend who has now gone home to heaven a couple of, about a month ago. Um, oh. When we first watched that together, it was when it premiered. So it was like everyone was watching it first. So when it premiered, and then I realized what, you know, what she was going to sing and how, you know, like had it feeling. Yeah, so what, you know, obviously it was a lullaby. I had that pegged from the very beginning. The minute the first words left her mouth, I was like, her mama sung that to her and Isa. That was, um, I mean, Lucia's, that was the lullaby that her mama sung to her. That's why she's singing it to Esteban. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. I love her all the more for this. Yeah, it must have yeah. been so hard because the last time she heard it, we all know when her mama, did, you know, before... Shuriki took them away from, you know, but yes. murdered them right in front of her. But 
I'm assuming, you know, story-wise, it was a couple nights to about a week or so before. And, you know, nobody knew what was going to happen. And, you know, to be able to just put her pain aside and say, okay, this is what you need. It hurts, but I'm going to do it. That just, that just shows the strength in her character and in how much she loves her familia, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's, uh, it, it was a great, I, I loved writing it, and um, I loved kind of defining these songs that Craig sets up for me, like the birthday song, or mm-hmm. in that same episode, I believe, and, um, and the, you know, the official Avalor lullaby, and those kinds of songs that we do, Festival of Love, the kind of, you know, the Dia yeah. de las Madres mm-hmm. thing. I love mm-hmm. all of those moments that we get to create and kind of lay down as markers for you know the big the big songs in the show and um i know it's a little tender small moment but i it's so beautifully animated and she mm-hmm. it's so beautifully orchestrated by i think tony did some of the string force yeah. on it mm-hmm. and yeah. it's really beautiful so i love that one too oh yeah no no we no we really oh my gosh we we love it yeah. and it's just it's it's really good and she definitely did justice yeah, she she really she's done all of these songs, all the ones we love, and I mean Jillian too, because I mean obviously Naomi's yeah. songs are awesome. Yeah, Home too. for Good is also another favorite. Go ahead, tell, I... them, tell them your story. She has one for you. Yeah. Okay, tell me. Home for Good is another favorite. Um, that actually that song actually got me through um, three surgeries. Wow. To do with my eyesight, and I that episode premiered a week after I had my first surgery. Oh and, wow! And I couldn't see anything except a little color and movement, um, you know, on the screen. But I didn't need to because uh, Julian just did such an incredible job, you know, yeah. with yeah. song. And, uh, and I want to thank you for that song because I, I listen to it every day. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, um, I asked her recently, too, well, every time I see her. And, and she says that uh, something special and Home for Good, uh, she gets more fan mail about those two songs. Yeah. And yeah. They're, they're very special songs for me, too. I, I've lost my mom and dad. And... Uh, that's a beautiful lyric and it's such a beautiful idea and I love when um, Amy joins her at the end yes. uh, yeah. Dana joins her and um, it's really be- it's a really beautiful moment I love that I, I do have a question about um, well that song but really any that have dialogue at the beginning mm-hmm. like when Julian like on the on the soundtrack um, when Julian has that you know I've, I've that first right before she starts singing she has that little bit of dialogue where she's talking about you know how she's 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 never felt at home until she moved to avalor do you guys record dialogue separately from the songs well usually what we do that's a really good question if it's going to be like in in the song like hand in hand there's dialogue in the middle of the song Exactly. And in the very beginning between Elena and Isa. Yeah, and in the very beginning, yeah. Well, what we usually do is they record all the dialogue, uh, obviously, in the whole episode for every mm-hmm. 
uh, when I'm not there because I don't need to be there. And and they record probably everything nine times out of ten, including those lines that you're speaking about. Okay. But then, but then once we get in there to do the song, it, it's kind of interesting because when the music starts underneath the scene, the music, the intro to the song, um, it brings a different energy. And sometimes they need to amp the their performance up a little bit. Number one, just to just to to sit, to talk over the music, and not necessarily louder because we could obviously turn them up, but with a different sort of energy. So mm -hmm. when we're singing, uh, when we're finally recording the singing, we'll record the dialogue in the song again, and, mm -hmm. and sometimes, you know, we might go back to their original performance or we might do a mixture. But but it's a good question because we always try to get the dialogue again in case right. it alters uh, their delivery just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, and another song I wanted to thank you for um, is a Sophia song, uh, Come to Your Senses With Me. That's a great song, too. I love that song. It is very personal for both Lauren and myself. Of course, of course. What a beautiful episode, the whole subject matter, and what a great, strong character uh, oh, that Matt Hoverman wrote that, I believe, and what a great, yeah. what a yeah, great... Yeah, we talked to him. We, we, yeah, we... He's such a good guy. Oh, yeah. He is. He is. Yeah, that's a great... And he won an award for that episode, mm -hmm. I believe. I know, Sentinel. Yes, yes. Wonderful. Yeah, but that that song. Every time I hear it, and I've listened to it a thousand times, and I cry every time oh, I hear it because oh. it's just. I mean, you, you guys nailed Cassandra and just nailed that song. And there's not many characters who are blind that are portrayed accurately in the media, and but Cassandra. I mean, you guys completely just portrayed her so accurately and with so much respect oh yeah that 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 goes to matt he's he's a terrific talent and so great to work with and um so generous he he's he's a very special guy oh yeah so one song i wanted another song i wanted to cover with you um is um tell a new tale Right. From Song of the Serenas. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We love the special, first of all, John. We've seen it probably over a hundred times. And I am not yeah. we don't skip yeah. mostly anything. It <laughs> just it just spoke to us the way no other special had before for Elena. Yeah. It just it had just this beautiful, timely story and the fact that it premiered on Air National Peace Day was just icing yeah. on the cake. That just, that was amazing. Becca and I actually watched that around midnight on Friday. Yep. Mm -hmm. I have um, on, if you have Spectrum, ca the cable provider Spectrum, yes. we'll put the episodes up on demand at midnight. <laughs> the day before they air. Wow. <laughs> Technically a few, so, you know, a few hours, you know, I mean, not completely, but like a few hours before, like 12 hours before maybe or something. Sure but, sure, yeah. sure. but yeah, so we were watching that and, you know, we were enjoying everything. Obviously, we love Marisa. She is my second favorite yeah. character now. Um, <laughs> you know, so 
so we're you know we're watching it and we're like okay we got one good song so far you know yeah. tell a new tale was amazing it was awesome and then we're like okay what's the third one gonna be well she's down there it's probably gonna you know we'll we'll see what they do and yeah. in coronado you know she she's down there with marisa trying to convince you know pascal and camila to you know to help save her life which was incredible in itself like she wasn't she was literally pleading for them to help make sure she didn't die and that was not lost on us believe me john that wasn't i was like oh my gosh this is just incredible and elena herself has grown since her fiasco with borrego um yeah sorry sorry yeah and you know she she didn't do what she did before she got through to them the only way she knew how and i was like okay this is awesome you're a mom papa we so proud of you and Uh, so when our chance started and you know she started to talk i was like okay she's gonna sing about a minute or two and that song we both were in tears oh yeah we were we were both sobbing (laughs) i love um after the scene where uh father says no uh, and to take Elena back to the yes. and then Marisa and, then, and Elena finish it and yeah. that is just awesome oh my goodness that whole the whole scene I mean before she starts to sing till you know the actual song and um it's just it was just so so incredible and I have not like we both listen to that song every day give her just yes. like we're either listening to it or singing the just something because it just it's just so beautiful and just so profound like i said it's very timely and it's just the whole special is just amazing uh there's uh it's it's one of my faves everyone loved it uh everyone loved working on it um i know that i know the gang at at the studio when they were animating and storyboarding etc they all could not stop singing familia forever which i thought was really funny Uh, but i agree with you my favorite my favorite moment in that the the special was that moment at the end of now's your chance when they joined together and um it's so powerful that they're you know the lyric is so powerful oh yeah definitely and it's just coronado has actually become my favorite kingdom like outside of Avalor itself, like it yeah. just, I mean, we like Vallesteria a little bit, but Coronado <laughs> definitely has our Corazon because it is just awesome. And you just know you're in another world down there. And like you, even so, like even within the special when we were first meeting these characters, like you go down there, it's like you're not in Avalor anymore. You're somewhere completely different. You have to trust the people down there to, I mean, you know, the characters and them to bring you back, you know, within the story, you know, safely. And I trust that Maddie stuff and the ver- I didn't have qualms about anything about that at all. Like Daria. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like her. I still very don't like her, but, <laughs> but, Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> yes, but Rosario Dawson is amazing. Yes. Yes. Rosario, she, she's incredible. Oh yeah. 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 We get, we get amazing talent, um, on the show for sure. It's interesting, you know? So- so how was it working with Gina to record Tell a New Tale and then Our Chance? Like, how, how was that experience? Well, I don't want to disappoint you guys, but Gina's schedule was so busy by the time we got to the song that she couldn't do it. So we got another talented singer to step in for her. And um, so I didn't get to work with Gina on the song, sadly. Aww. Yeah. Uh, 
she wanted to, and I just think the timing just didn't work out. So right. we, we yeah. had to move. I think that's one of the few, um, the few times where the actor has not sung for themselves. I think it's, I, I can't even think of another one. Um, but yeah, that's a shame. But the, the, the young woman, I can't remember her name, who sang for Gina, did a bang-up job. So I couldn't even tell that it wasn't. I couldn't even tell that it was not her. Yeah, it's interesting. Oh, the magic of <laughs> the magic of animation, I guess. Yeah, like I honestly could not tell. Now that you said that, I mean, it doesn't make me not like it. I love, I still love the special, but it just is weird. Like, I we didn't even know. It it sounded so like we we're like, oh, this is awesome, you know what? Not like that, but you know what I mean. Just like yeah. we, yeah. oh my gosh, like I didn't even, I didn't even realize. I'll be honest with you, I did not realize that at all. Well, that's good. Then we did our job, and the and the actress did hers to, to sound like Gina. Um, I'm sorry that we didn't get Gina because that would have been really cool. But these things happen, I guess. You yeah, because throughout this whole time, we thought, oh, that's you know, she's doing the same as Elaine. Or, I'm sorry, you know what I mean. Amy would do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's so cool to get to work with all of these um, the the regular cast. Yes, um, is so exceptional. Mm-hmm. And and they're so they come in so prepared, and you know um, Joey who does Mateo and Jillian who does Naomi and of course Amy all the time, and they they, they all Christian um, Emiliano who does Francisco. Yes, they, yes. They yeah. come in. They come in and they've done their homework, and it's such such a huge pleasure to record them and to work with them and what they all bring. But it's also really cool when we get these guest stars like, um, gosh, I don't even know, all of them. We, they, you know, yeah. it's so fun when we, get a, when we get a celebrity to come in, a guest star, and, you know, they get a song. Like Gina and, and uh, Prince Royce. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Royce, exactly. sorry. Yeah. He yeah. is awesome. I love Marcel. Like, I, I, I love yeah. Marisa, best of all, but Marcel, I love that kid. I mean, he, the um, two left fins. We loved that episode, and yeah. the most royal man is probably the most the one of the most beautiful songs you guys ever. Oh my gosh! I mean, he w- and hopefully that it was him that actually did that. It was did. was the, indeed him. Okay, good, good, because <laughs> he was amazing, and yeah. I cried not throughout the whole song, but one part towards the end. I just was like, okay, Marzell, I want to hug you. You are more like you are not, you know, you are worth it, buddy. You are just, you are amazing, sweetie. He is just, oh my gosh. And I could honestly relate to that. Like I, on a very personal level, I actually could relate to that because throughout my, most of my, well, throughout my teenage years and into my, you know, adulthood and all that, I still love Disney. I mean, I wouldn't be doing this podcast if I didn't love Disney. I mean, you know, we talk about other things Disney-wise too on here, but my point is, it never left me. And I used to, and still actually to this day, um, get judged and criticized by my own familia, no less for that. It's not strangers. It's not my friends. It's my parents. And I mean, it hurts. Like, it's just like, you know, Hey, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not, you know, I'm a good person. Why are you harping on this? You know, in, that really shouldn't matter, you know what I mean? And um, so when I was a teenager, I used to start 
I started, you know, hiding that part of myself. Kind of like what Marcella says about only my human side will prove my worth. So, I kind of start hiding that particular um, part of who I was when I was either around my parents or around, you know, other adults because I thought that's what they wanted because they, you know, they had such a problem with it and they would just do these backhanded comments. Like, it was just, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't right. And then it wasn't until I got to high school and actually joined up on a Disney movie club that met, like, you know, every week or every two weeks, mind you, like every Thursday, I think it was, that I realized that, no, nothing's wrong with me. I'm not defective. This, ever, there are other people that love this too, you know, past what society says you should and whatever, and there's nothing wrong with that. And they actually helped me to be able to accept that about myself and not to be ashamed to actually show it. Cool. Very cool. So, Wonderful. So, yeah, so I could actually, I can honestly relate to Marcel there, because I was like, oh my gosh, yes. But that was a shock, because like I said, going back to Marisa, I, I couldn't tell. I, could, I didn't even tell. I couldn't. Me either. I mean, it doesn't mean well, we love it any less, so don't worry about that. We're, we're always going to cool. love it. We're always going to listen to it. It's, I mean, to us, it'll be her, because obviously it sounds like her, you know? It's just like, okay, but still, it's like, yeah. whoa, okay. But, so, can we talk about Know-It-All for a second? Kind of switching uh, to Sophia for a minute? Sure. Okay, so we're not going to stay on Sophia for long, but I just wanted to... <laughs> not like that, it's just, you know, our main thing's Elena, but um, two songs we actually want to talk about. Know-It-All and For One and All. Yes. Know-It-All, that was the first... I mean, okay, no, I'm sorry, sorry, I'm going to totally mess it up. I'm bad with numbers. The second... Sophia's song that had me crying. So the first one, as you know, was just me and my mom. The second one was this one. Because throughout season one, I did not like Hildegard. I thought she was a snob. I thought she had some checking to do. Like, you know, just checking herself. You know, just kind of needing a little attitude adjustment on her. You know, everything she stood for. And then came The Princess Stays in the Picture. And that's when we finally get an honest dive into you know her life her backstory what have you why she you know a part of why she is the way she is and i sat there and i cried during this song because i was bullied in school too and wow. i had not even thought about it i mean obviously those things are really but i don't spend every day thinking about that but the point is i hadn't thought about everything i had been through until i saw that like it didn't come back to me until that and, you know, going back to the little Disney thing, even especially when she's like keeping up with the trends so I don't fall, like that definitely is what I had to do with my own mother for a while because she'd be like, oh, why aren't you watching the latest this? Why aren't you doing the latest that? People don't watch Disney. People don't do this that. And I just got so tired of it that I was like, okay, at least I'll try some of this stuff. It's not, you know, one time watching things is not going to harm, you know, just trying to see that. But I never was into almost anything she watched. And I just felt like I had to be for her to accept me. And, uh, you know, I mean, I know you all stream around, but I'm not trying to complain about mine. It's just that it was, it, there's a very difficult, complicated thing there. And, right. you know, and it's just... You know, it's not right. You know, and that's that song I wrote to Jenna Lee Rosen and actually told her my story. <laughs> and how did, and how did you know that she sang it? I I looked it up. 
actually. <laughs> and trust me, trust me, I didn't. I that was the same situation as with Marisa. I thought Hildegard did it. Like not Hildegard, you know what I mean? Like the person who played her actually yes, sung for her. Um, Coco Grayson, I think, is who plays her. I'm 99% yeah. sure. Yeah. So, yeah, so I thought, oh, okay. And then, obviously, you know, I found that out. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. You know, I'll just... And I happened to see her on Twitter. I made sure it was her. You know, I sent her a message. And she was very receptive and very gracious. And just... She's, she's incredible. She's sweet. And... I used to work, I used to work with Go her ahead. mother and father uh, years and years and years ago in L.A., uh, we wrote a musical for Universal Studios Hollywood based on the Flintstones. Okay. And, okay. And, father and father were both in the cast, and I actually think that's where they met. And so it's interesting because I've known Jenna since she was born. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, she's so talented, like her mom. So it's really incredible. Yeah, she's awesome. We're waiting for Silly, uh, for, um, I can't even pronounce her name on Elena right, and I'm so sorry, but Celia, Celia, to have a song. Like, we're waiting for that. Because we know she's going to hit on the park, if that even is the case. But, but yeah, I mean, know-it-all definitely has my heart. And, I mean, I I actually am trying to teach myself how to play on the piano. And I'm a play, um, piano player. I play by ear. So I'm kind of okay. trying to listen to your, you know, the actual song and try and pick it out. And I almost have, I actually almost have, I've got it down. Down <laughs> on the piano because I was trying. But, um, but yeah, but so... So for one and all, that song, oh my gosh, that's probably our favorite song from the Sofia finale. Yes. Mine too. Mine too. And yeah. it just, it's incredible. Again, it's very timely. Um, I didn't cry the first time I heard it. Like, I, I almost started the second time I did, though. But I, and I know this is not what Craig intended. I already made a fool of myself. Not like that, but he's cool. But, you know, telling him what I thought. And he, I was uh, so wrong. But that's okay. Because everyone's allowed to have their own theories and stuff. And what I think of when I hear that song, and I obviously I know what she's saying and all that stuff, but what I, what my thought process of that whole thing is that um, Elena taught her that. In the small amount of time they were together and, you know, she was helping her do what she had to do, she saw that Elena put her people before herself. She saw that she, you know, wanted to be this amazing, you know, compassionate Obviously not perfect, we're not perfect, um, you know, ruler, and that's what she will be. But the point is that her chosen sister taught her that. And she mm. took it and was like, okay, this is what I learned. With people, you know, other, every, everyone else around her, too, probably taught her a little bit. But uh, Elena was the one to just drive it home, you know, in, 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 a, in a good way, in a nice way. But at the same time, she was observing her and was like, okay, I'm gonna, when my time comes, I'm going to do this. And that's where, that's where that came from. Interesting. You know, um, what, uh, that we just got, uh, nominated for an Emmy award for that song. And, um, we didn't, we didn't win, but I think it's so powerful because through her standing up and, you know, and, uh, and singing, you know, her appeal, her point of view, her father, she changes everything. Yes. And yeah. one by one, everyone, well, Amber right away. Yes. Uh, but it's kind of beautiful the way Craig wrote that. Craig spent a great deal of time, you know, trying to wrap up Sophia so beautifully. And mm-hmm. um, and I, r- writing those songs, that one particularly, 
was so beautiful and I was I, I I'm so lucky and um, it you know to watch the, each character join her and they turn the boat around as you know and yeah. I just it's so powerful and it's so so much about family and about community oh, yeah. and all of, all of us joined together for the good and mm-hmm. um, it, I agree with you that's a, a, one of my favorite songs from Sophia for sure. No, definitely. I mean, that one, and then A Princess True is another one that I think just summons up the whole entire show. And what's interesting about that one is Lonnie is actually my first, my second favorite character in Sophia. It's not Sophia herself. I mean, I like her, but she's not a favorite of mine. But um, when I actually watched The Emerald Key for the first time, I was about ready to give up on the show because it wasn't interesting to me anymore. And it's something to do with you guys are great, but I mean, you know, not everything's same to everyone. I just, I wasn't, for some reason, I wasn't feeling hooked like I had before. I get, nothing was making me want to stay. And then when that episode premiered, and I was like, okay, I'll give it one more shot. Let's see what this is, you know. I was like, okay, I'm here for the long haul now. You guys just drew me back because that first scene does not play around. And I always, does not mess around. I was like, okay, this is what I want. This is what I was after. Cool, cool. And I like, I like that song too. Oh yeah, and it it was beautiful. But I just mean I I love the whole episode. Both of her episodes are amazing. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, no. Back to Elena though. Cool. I the one one of the things that Beck and I love, and I want you to chime in, me. I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to take this over or anything. I learned my lesson from before. <laughs> but Elena and Issa's bond, we love yes. it. Yes, yes, we do. Yeah, it's um. Again, Craig's written that and his team have written it so beautifully. I love, you know, this. I think it was the episode, second episode where they sang Sister Time. Mm-hmm. And one of my other favorite songs is Hand in Hand. Yes. When, yes. When Tina is, you know, trying to get, Isada. you know, realize she needs to rely on her friends. Yes. And, um, yeah. And, and uh, I think one of, uh, there's so many moments, yeah. but I love the end of the Christmas, the Navidad episode. Yes. Where. Yeah. Tina shows up and mm-hmm. and then they and then Elena and Isa finish the song. That's that song yes. is one of my best. It is one oh of mine God. too. Yes. It's ours, sorry. It's one of ours too. And it just <laughs> it's that song, I mean, it it pretty much that was one I mean, I liked all the songs for the most part, like, you know, before that. But that song actually saved my own Navidad. Because, I mean, I'm not joking with you. Because I was spending it with someone who just wasn't getting it. Like, they they had, they were pretty much acting like her subjects. They, um, and this person was actually treating me very badly when they had no reason to. And they wanted things perfecta. And perfecta is not what you strive for or what you should strive for. But this person was just not seeing that. And that song actually got me through those few days and helped me to keep my spirits up when everyone else was just not being too nice and it was just it touched me so much that I started this love like Elena tag on Twitter um so yes that song is just it's amazing what's what's interesting about it um besides the fact that you know, Craig wrote a beautiful lyric, obviously, and mm-hmm. and the message and the message is mm-hmm. so is so brilliant um, yes. for 
for the holiday and for any time in the for every for all time of the year. Exactly. But I think what's cool about that, you guys, is that it, you know, our episodes are 22 minutes or so. Um, yeah. And in that episode, Craig wrote. Uh, I think Craig wrote the first one too. Um, the way we do Navidad. Yes. Yes. Um, and then there's that little bit in the middle where Marlena sings a traditional song. Yes. Uh, yes. And then and then Craig, not gave me, but wrote this five-minute anthem to end this 22-minute episode. That mm -hmm. is unheard of. And the way it was storyboarded and animated mm -hmm. was so beautiful that the song, it, although it's over five minutes, it holds up so beautifully and wraps up the episode so beautifully. And so I, I'm so proud of it. And all kudos go to Craig and his team um, for making it work so well. But um, I, I was very proud that we were able to pull it off. Yeah, and it is it is amazing, and I I listen to it just almost every day. Just uh, especially, you know, if I had a bad day or someone said something that's not too nice, or you know, just if I'm looking for a reminder that you know that the world mostly is good, you know, and there's not not you know, I I listen to that, and that definitely helps. Yeah, yeah, and I, I love the I love the bridge. The um, yes, every December we got our yes, own yes, yes, yes. And I, I love like, when Elena sings Let Love Be Our Mission and she reaches her hand out to Dona Paloma. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. And Isa just broke my heart. Oh my gosh. The first time I saw the episode when it, you know, when it premiered that night and you, I mean, I couldn't see anything, but I knew, you know, she, I knew she was crying, obviously, and I couldn't see where she was, but I figured she was somewhere in the palace or outside. And it just, I was like, I just want to hug you, Miha. You know, I understand. I know that obviously, yes, on the surface, she was upset because Christina couldn't be there. But I honestly think deep down inside, she was hurting more so because her mama and papa were, were, were gone. Yeah. And it was their first Navidad without I mean, Lucia and Raul. Yeah, powerful. So, I mean, I, I got that. Like, I was like, yep, I understand exactly. You may be, you know... Like I said, you know, on the surface is because I could have seen it, but deep down there's something else. And Elena yeah. knew that, and that's what got her to do what she did because it was, you know, Isa becoming upset. And I'm like, people on the internet, not everyone, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not naming names here, but you know, some people, some people just assume or say what they think, you know, and sometimes it's not right. I've read some messages where somebody's like, oh, she's just, Isa's just, you know, being a brat. I'm like, no, she's not being a brat. That's real pain you're seeing there. She's not, yeah. it's not that she's not getting her way. It's just that that was the one thing she wanted. And like Elena says, in the, before she sings, you know, Christina and Isa had the right idea. Navidad is not about the traditions or about the food or whatever. It's about who you spend it with. And yes. I, you know, that... And, like, I knew, and I figured, you know, that's what got her to do that. It wasn't Naomi. You know, I love Naomi, but, I mean, it wasn't that it had to do with them hurting someone who she loved more than anything, who she would die for, and when she was already hurting. When they probably both were already hurting, but Elena pushed it down, you know, for her. Yeah. It's a, it's a, great, it's a great episode. Oh, yeah. No, it definitely is. So, fix anything. Uh-huh. That yes. was awesome. I mean, you see just in that two, you know, I want to say three minutes. I know it was like two minutes and 30 something or a couple 20 seconds or whatever. But you see in that two minute and 21, 22 second song, 
how much Elena just loves this little girl and she will do anything to help her. And it wasn't her fault Issa took it the wrong way. She's 10. What, the, what did you say? You know what I mean? Yeah. She's going to you know, mess. And that's not even her fault. It's just, you know, that's how her mind interpreted at that age and that time. And kids will do that. Even we, even as adults, we still do that sometimes. I mean, I, you know, and it's just, it was so beautiful, you know, to see her just boosting her confidence and just saying, you know, I believe in you. We can do this. You're not alone in this. Yes. You probably need to face this every day on your own, but you, you know, we'll figure this out. And she she's raising her and she's doing an amazing job yes she is that, that was a cool song um one of our more kind of musical theater songs you know we do a variety of types of songs as mm -hmm. you guys know mm -hmm. um yeah. but this one was more kind of musical theater which i loved and that kind of mechanical little vamp we did with like a yeah percussion thing, yes thing, 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 yes thing. yes, yes. Uh, now I so have it in I, my head. I Thank you. That, that was a fun song. And Amy and Amy was brilliant, of course, as always. Now Jenna, I have it in my head, Jenna. so thank you. <laughs> but go ahead, Jenna. What? Sorry. And Jenna was brilliant. Yes. So they're, they're together on that song. Yes. Yeah. And the one thing that made it, I mean, it's amazing and everything, but the piano reprise, so the, the reprise when Elena leaves the room, that was, Jenna hit that out of the park. And oh, it was, I mean, oh, that, Oh my gosh, that is so amazing. Yeah, she did great. She did great. She's a great actress. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, she is. Oh. No, she definitely, definitely is. And the one thing though that we actually really missed, um, have you, I'm assuming because it didn't have a song, you didn't work on it, work on it, but Gecko's Tale? <laughs> I have a story for you. Oh, awesome. We love stories. Go ahead. Uh, there was a song. Rescue Mission. Rescue How'd you know mission, that? Yeah. Craig. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all recorded, and someday maybe you'll hear it. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah, we love... it just, it, it, the network just felt like it. I, yeah. I guess Craig told you then. Yes. That it, did it. it did it. You know, the, the song we set out to write, yeah. which... You know, I guess we all thought it was going to work, and uh, mm. so anyway. But it lives on in my in my <laughs> iTunes file. Yeah, it's just. I mean, we love the sister duets. I mean, our you know our favorite songs are sister duets. We love obviously Lena's solos and Naomi's solos, but we lo we also love their duets. You know, anything that they do. Their Mondo touch was hilarious. Oh yeah, I love that God. one. I love that one. <laughs> um, there's a lot of good ones coming up in season three. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. So I think that I am. What I think there's one more episode in season two that airs this weekend. Yes. I yes. Think. We are excited about it. We love Naomi. Elena. We love Elena. We are <laughs> so excited for this. We're going to be watching it at midnight tomorrow night. So. Yeah. And we are. will. We at least you know I'll watch it when it airs on Saturday to give you guys viewer viewer viewership. But we want to you know. Yeah. Awesome. You know. Awesome. No, but we just, we, oh my gosh, yes, it's just going to be, oh my gosh, incredible. And we, we actually, um, when it's available, Meow. we, oh, I think you're going to say something else. Go ahead, go ahead, sorry. No, we watch, um, when it's available, um, we watch the episodes in audio descriptive, um, which oh, is cool. where someone is describing what's happening on screen. Wow. Um, That's cool. And we got to watch the first 
14 episodes of season two that way, um, except for Rise of, Rise of the Sorceress. That wasn't available. Sadly, we, although we know they did it, it just, for some reason, Disney didn't put it up there like that, which is ridiculous, because Rise of the Sorceress is one of our favorite episodes. Yeah. Wow. Well, maybe they will maybe they will put it up. I mean, yeah, it's up so there, just not up there in AD, that's all. But, yeah, but so yeah I mean... We're hoping... Go ahead. We're hoping for the rest of season two to be available in audio. Especially Song of the Serenas, because yeah. that was just, as you know, we love that. But yeah, I mean, Rise of the Sorceress, it was just so amazing. And it, especially with the song, the way you guys contrasted the the joy that was, what was going on outside versus the hell that was going on in that Shuriki was causing inside. Yeah. And I mean cool. that literally, I'm not swearing at you. <laughs> I meant that literally, I promise. <laughs> no, no. But, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it. you did your job because we, I mean, I couldn't see anything, but I felt it. Like, I knew exactly what you were going for, and you did not disappoint. Um, I'm trying to remember the songs because we've um, done something. A New Day is done. A new, a, a new Day. Oh, yes. Cool. When they're yes. doing the Sunflower Festival and Christina yes. is, Yeah. With Gabby Moreno. Yes, 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 she is amazing. Yes, she is. She, she is unbelievable. <laughs> wait till you, wait till you see her other songs in season three. She's something else. Yep. Yeah, we're awesome. excited about that. Cool. Oh yeah, no, no. Um. So yeah, the other thing. Also, oh, speaking of audio description, before I get to one other thing, I got to see the um. Crystal and the Rep, I got to see it in Descriptive. And Fix Anything in Descriptive is actually really awesome because um, the person who describes it says almost everything that is going on in the scene. And you guys packed a lot of detail into a two-minute... I mean, no, like, I'm, I'm, it's a good thing, but I'm just mean, it was just awesome for us to be able to understand what Isa was doing, what Elena was doing, what I love when she gets in the presto changer to, to make a point Yeah, yeah, yeah. to her. Yeah. And then she lifts her up on the stool and she's drawing or um, drawing or doing something. And then when she fixes her backpack, cause she broke, um, she broke it when she kicked it. Yeah. All of that yeah. is, all of that is, uh, brilliantly. Uh, created by Craig and Elliot um, mm -hmm. and Elliot's team and the storyboard artist. Mm -hmm. And I always tell Craig and Elliot um, when when they when we do these songs, and I don't really get to see them very often before they air. Right. And when I watch them, when I watch them finally air, mm -hmm. I mean the next day I talk to Elliot and I just I, I give them so much gratitude and love for handling the songs with such love and care and you know no musical beat is missed everything that happens in the song musically and lyrically they they animate so beautifully and i'm glad that you're hearing it described because it they really are they they take such love and care and and it means so much to us uh you know who work on the songs that they're they're treated with such respect and um oh so yeah Definitely. Oh yeah. It's just, it's, it's amazing when we do get to see that. Cause not all of them, like we said, not all of them are described yet, sadly, but we're hoping that changes, but the ones that we have actually been able to watch in descriptive have been really, really awesome. That's cool. Oh, 
especially the flashbacks and make them proud. They make us cry every single yes, every single time. I, that is one of the exactly. Go ahead, Becca. I'm sorry. I I actually <laughs> I I watched Joel Maru when it you know before it aired because it was on Disney Now, and so um, I watched it at like seven in the morning on a Saturday, and um, and and it took me an hour to go through a 22 minute episode because I kept rewinding the song so that I could get the flashbacks so that I could describe them to Lauren. Uh, and, and when we talked, Lauren, you want to tell this part? Yeah. So, and we also have a fairy co-host sitting in my lap right now. I have a, I have a cat. <laughs> He's like, I wanted to join you. But anyway, he actually ran across the keyboard when we were interviewing Craig the first time. <laughs> But, um, but anyway, yeah, so, um, we, you know, we, Becca and I talked that morning and I was, she's, did you see it? And I was like, yeah, I watched it like eight times already. And, um, you know, I was like, I, you know, the part with her parents and obviously I cried, you know, it was beautifully done and we want to see more of them and all that stuff. And, um, she's like, what about the song? And I was like, well, you know, I, I cried a little bit, but you know, I get, she was just preparing her parents stuff. Linda, I don't think anything else was going on. Um. And then, and then I proceeded to tell her about the flashbacks. Yeah, and I proceeded to burst into tears in the phone because <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's heartbreaking to think she led that beautiful of a life and it had nothing to do with the money and nothing to do with the jewels or whatever. It had to do with her parents and how much they loved her and Isa and how, you know, how loved, you know, she was by them. And then... Shuriki just ripped that apart and she had no right to do that. It's, um, I don't know if you remember, you probably do, but when they flash back during the song, one of the things I loved when I first saw it was that they gave, I think the father and Elena were dancing at one point and, was... and then later on mm -hmm. they gave the mother uh, was the one that was teaching Elena to sort to... Uh, yes, to yeah, we know uh, about that. We yeah, thought that yeah, the so, dance was at her quince's. I'm sorry? We thought that the dance that they all shared was at Elena's quince's? Uh, maybe, maybe, I can't remember. Oh, it's okay. I, she might have been younger than that, though. Oh, I don't know. sorry. But, uh, yeah. No, I'm not sure. Okay. But, um, but I just thought it was cool that they, they didn't give all the, you know masculine typically masculine uh, memories to Elena and her father that it was her mother who was yes, yes. So, yes. very interesting oh yeah no it was it was just incredible and it just like I said like it breaks your heart because of that whole because Shuriga had no idea to do what she did and it's just like you know Elena I don't think ever thought that this would happen and that she would be you know raising Isa on her own and obviously having to learn how to rule and all this stuff and it just it she's doing an amazing job like she really really is doing an amazing job with her and we know Issa's gonna give her a little bit of trouble as she gets older but that's just well, normal teenage <laughs> stuff uh, there's, some, her... there's some really cool stuff with Issa in, uh, yeah, in yeah. season three yeah. too yeah okay <laughs> no we're so Thank sorry you. we're so sorry we're telling we're, we're talking about when you mentioned it but we'll be honest with you we had an incident yesterday we were interviewing tony and he's really cool but he mentioned something about season three and the next thing we knew 
he had been told by a producer that he can't mention anything in season three and it, the podcast couldn't go up. So he messaged me. I got all nervous thinking we were in trouble and we can't edit our podcast, which is, it's just, it, it doesn't, I mean, I don't mean like that. We just don't have the vision to do it. I can't, I, it's too visual. So that's why I'm trying to be very careful because I don't want you getting in trouble. I don't want anyone thinking that, you know, I, that's why I'm trying to stay away from season three. I mean, anything generally you say, that's. Okay, I won't tell you what happens, but I can yeah, tell don't. you, I think you're going to love it. Oh, I'm I know. I know we're going to love it, but I just don't want to get in that yeah. same situation because oh. there's nothing we can do. And I don't want sure, sure, sure. anyone on the crew yeah. thinking bad of us or you guys not being able to do this anymore because, well, you know. I mean, Tony's a great guy. That was, wasn't anything like that. It's just, that was the sure, first time that course. ever happened. And I got kind of scared and I was like, oh, crap. And then you <laughs> were in a car, Becca, so you couldn't, like, you quickly took it down. And we're still. I, yeah, because we, we put it up, like, right after it, the interview was done. And then I um, was going on a trip and, you know, and luckily the site that we use has an app. And I was able to do it on my phone. But. Um, yeah, well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's why we're trying to be careful. Cause I mean, we love, we want to hear what you have to say, but I just don't want to sure. get in the same boat. And I, you, you're a very nice guy and I don't want to get you in trouble or anyone. <laughs> I don't want to get into trouble either. <laughs> no, no, you're awesome. No, you're amazing. But All no, good. I All mean, good. ever since like we started communicating on email and stuff and I realized how much, you know, my story touched her. I was like, I gotta talk to this person. You know, I really want to talk to you and say thank you instead of, I mean, you know, and, you know, I mean, I'll be honest with you. It's something with, um, make them proud. The one verse that really spoke, I mean, the, it all spoke to me, obviously, but like the one verse that really got me, the one that like made everything start was when Elena says, it's been so long since I've seen them because mm -hmm. for me it was, it had literally been, um, I want to say four, three, three years six months and a couple of days since the day that I was, um, the last time that I was able to actually see my dad's face. Ooh. And that's what, that's why that got to me because I know how she means it. Like I get, you know, I, obviously I get it, but I was, I was coming at it and it was hitting me on a, obviously sure. another level altogether. Sure. And that's what well, that's, really started that. That's what's so cool about, you know, create with lyrics and music and it, it can touch people in such different ways and things have different oh, meaning. And, and that lyric was written by Rachel. Uh, yeah, I know. We talked to her. Mm -hmm. She's awesome. She's, yeah. she's another, I mean, these are incredible people. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so lucky to get to work with them. And, uh, so I, I loved this song. I've lost both of my parents, as I mentioned. Yeah, and, I'm sorry. And, um, well, you know, I'm older, but yeah, uh, <laughs> but I loved, I loved the message and, oh, yeah. um, yeah. I'm actually married to a Cuban, uh, immig Im immigrant from Cuba. And okay. I was playing it for his aunt, uh, who is Cuban and speaks Spanish. Right. And she was, she was smiling. She was listening to, uh, we were watching it on YouTube mm -hmm. and, and I decided that she speaks English pretty well, right, right. but it's her second language and so i quickly uh searched for make them proud in spanish and i played her the uh i showed her the the uh scene in spanish and it was very very beautiful and awesome um, we have to look it, for that 
That's awesome. Yeah, wow. so interesting. You know, and I'm sure it wasn't a literal translation because you can't yeah. it doesn't work that way. Yeah. But uh, but it was nice to it was nice to do that to to have that. Oh yeah, no, yeah. no. So, what's your favorite song that you've worked on that we can talk about that you won't get in that we won't get <laughs> in that same you know. Um, you know what? We've talked about a lot of them. Um, I mean, besides the ones we talked about, is there any one? Well, okay, let me rephrase that. Let me do another question. What was the most challenging song within one in season one and two only that you have well, a story about? I don't know about challenging, but I, some of the ones you did talk about that I'll just say a little bit more about. Uh, and then one you haven't mentioned. I love, I, I love the touching ballads that we've spoken about all of the, heartfelt ones but i'm also terribly proud of these you know big cuban puerto rican uh up-tempo numbers that we have these amazing horn arrangements like um uh yes exactly um and and the uh the navidad home for navidad yes we love that one too oh yeah these big exciting Mm -hmm. we have an amazing horn arranger named francisco torres and and I'm all, you know, bros are back. There's a lot of them that have these big brassy arrangements, and I'm, I'm, I love those. One of my favorite songs we did, uh, which was not that, but it was for Mateo, and he had this solo called Wisest Wizard yes, of the, in the World. we love that one. We really do and, like that one. And I love that it starts out, you know, sort of more traditional and sort of more... Uh, simply, mm-hmm. and then by the end, uh, because the drama in the scene builds and it becomes more action oriented, and then we, so we added, you know, more or- orchestral elements and strings and pulsing, and I, I just think it works so well. And again, it was animated so beautifully. Uh, so I love that mm-hmm. one. And then mm-hmm. one you did mention, which was also orchestrated by Francisco, was the Armando touch. Yes. And, and I think this is so moving. Um, he is of Mexican descent, and he was born in Mexico, and he was so touched that we, and the music on Elena incorporates so many musical styles from all over the globe, and this one um, was close to his heart, and he did such a beautiful job on it, and I, and I know he was terribly thrilled that, you know, this, this kind of music that he grew up with Mm-hmm. Uh, that means so much to him is is on a huge Disney television series. Oh yeah. And, oh sorry. You know, I think it's really cool that we get to explore all those. Oh genres. yeah, no, definitely. And you mentioned um, Home for Navidad. When I first heard that song, I actually cried because Elena was speaking of a lot of the traditions that I remember from being in India and spending Navidad with my abuelos and, you know, doing not everything she mentioned, but most of it, you know, and it was just so awesome. And I just remember feeling so happy. And I remember listening to it at midnight because it dropped at midnight on iTunes. And I, you know, I was uh-huh. going through the compilation CD. I didn't buy everything, but I did <laughs> buy, I did buy those two songs, Hearts Fall Share and then Home for Navidad. And yeah. I was listening to that and i just had this emotional reaction and i remember miel didn't i call you yes you did yeah <laughs> and i screamed when you said that we had new music because <laughs> we'll be honest with you john we have been checking itunes every friday for new music for at least three years maybe more well, 
Well, Craig and I aren't really sure why they're not putting them up on iTunes, and I'm sure you probably asked Craig, and he would know more about it yeah. than I do. But it's just—it's uh, a shame because really, yeah. I mean, money is not what it should be about but obviously with itunes that's all it is about so you know let's be real here but they would make money people they may not buy everything but you know everyone has their own taste and combined with everyone buying it they would buy it up yeah Yeah, i hope so i hope so hey i just thought of another one i really love okay um did you guys like the duet between uh, rafa and mateo uh can i be honest with you um, I don't mean to be, I'm trying to do this in a very nice way because I don't want, I mean, we, we respect you, we respect the whole crew, but since I don't have a very good relationship with my mother, like, I don't know what that's like, and that song, I didn't do it for me, like, I wasn't able to relate to anything about it, uh, and that was well, the only reason, like, it wasn't anything to do with you guys, like I said, you guys are yeah. wonderful, it's just, I guess, certain songs don't, and I felt that because I wanted to like it, but I just <laughs> it just wasn't resonating with me. And I like Rafa. I love Rafa as a character and Ana Ortiz does an amazing job. You know, that's not that was not the issue at all. But I it just that one just didn't do it for me. But the She's performance a- was good. The, I'll give you the performance was amazing. Yeah. That I'll say because it was. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She, she was terrific and he he always comes in and uh, not you know, usually when we record the talent, most people, we do little chunks. I mean, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we might do the first verse a bunch of times and then we'll do the chorus a bunch of times. And that just gives us a chance to take notes and make sure we got everything covered. It's more for us than for the talent. But uh, when Joey comes in, and that was a perfect example, he loves to, he kind of comes from a theater background and he loves to start at the top and play the whole song and record the whole song in one big chunk. And he'll do it as many times as we need, but he loves to give like a, you know, a complete performance. And he does, you know, oftentimes we'll go back and do little chunks again, mm-hmm. uh, make sure we're covered. But I love it that he comes in and wants to start at the top and bam, go to the end. Yeah. And yeah, he did yeah. that with Anna. So it's really cool. Oh, yeah, no, he's no, really- no. She's, she's amazing. Like I said, that wasn't, had nothing to do with anyone, any of you, any of that. It was nothing like that, I promise. It's never that. <laughs> It's, it's just, you know, I felt bad. I wanted to say yes, but I was like, no, I need to be honest. When you, um, has that, have you, has that been, I forgot the, 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 the term you used. Have they described that, the action on that one yet? No, no, no that was, okay. that's actually, to be honest with you, that's why we're not going to review that one for a while because it's not indescriptive and it's very quick and very fast and we couldn't do it. Cool. Well, when they do there, again, there's basically the idea that she's, she keeps interfering and there's a lot of funny bits where she's appearing out of nowhere and he's, you know, <laughs> he wants her to leave him alone and, oh and my God. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of cute things that they did. So you might like it more when you see how well, funny hopefully, it is. Hopefully they do describe it because sometimes with songs, they won't say anything. Look, it, yeah. really, it really depends because they don't, because they're instructed not to interrupt the song unless there's a space and usually there is a space but then there might be an instance where there isn't so it really depends because like anyone in that song yeah there's a lot of lyrics in that song yeah because they described fix anything very well and then make them proud was you know now that it's in descriptor it was described for the most part but yeah then you have songs like um nothing right um oh gosh help me um a new day that was not described at all, hardly. Like, I had to take contextual from that and figure it out that way. 
And then well, you helped me a lot, Mia. That's what I was. Uh, yeah. Let me finish that sentence. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. So but, it, it really just depends. So that one probably yeah. will not be described. Because the description happens when there's no dialogue or singing. Okay. Um. So when it's when it's when Elena is you know doing something you know the the describer will be like Elena is riding on Skylar towards the palace with a frown on her face. Cool. Cool. Or Elena raises an eyebrow you know it's it's it so the describer is describing facial expressions clothing action sure that's really cool oh yeah no no so what was your favorite disney movie growing up like what did you what were you into what kind of kid (laughs) were you gosh um well mary poppins yes uh, was huge and then when i got much older the Little Mermaid mm-hmm. and Beauty and the Beast oh, and, yeah. and all the Alan Menken, Howard Ashman. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh gosh, yes. It was thrilling to see kind of musical theater music uh, rejoin the mm-hmm. Disney animated, you know, a catalog. Yeah. Um, so, but Mary Poppins was obviously so incredible when I was really young. Um, yeah, that's uh, you know they all musicals are what I grew up with. The Sound of Music. And, yes. You know, uh, which wasn't Disney, of course. No, but, no, no, know. but it's still good. I mean, come on. It's just, it's, no, it's I amazing. I mean, totally. I love Mary Poppins. I love this. I love the sequel. I've Me watched, too. I saw in the theater like seven times. It's just amazing. I have it. I got it now in descriptive and it's just really good. Yeah. Cool. And, Wonderful. you know, I mean, then you have Pixar, which I love Toy Story. Um, two and three are my favorites. I'm excited to see four. Yeah, it's, so. I'm, it's going to be great. Sure, it's going to be terrific. Oh, yeah. So anything else you want to add? Anything new that you're working on aside from Elena? I will be completely clear on that this time. <laughs> um, I can't really tell you the name of it. That's fine. But, That's fine. but we're doing another uh, another series for uh, Disney Junior. Okay. Uh, um, and I'm very excited about it. Awesome. And we've already started it, sort of. And... <laughs> um, I'm sure you'll hear about it soon. I could probably tell you this. Maybe I can't tell you that either. There's a big, there's a big thing coming out in the summer. Yeah, just I, be very careful because we can't edit. Like, I feel horrible. I'm not trying to be mean. I, I'm just trying to be honest. Like, I won't, I won't give anything away, but I, there's a, I have a song in a Disney movie uh, coming out in the summer. Awesome. So, we'll definitely oh. listen for that. I'll let you know on social media as soon as they Oh, yeah, I know. We'll definitely keep in touch. And we definitely want to have you back after more Elena has aired, if you don't you mind. Got- no, you got it. Let's, uh, but um, but we are very grateful <laughs> that you took the time and gifted us with your time because we had a really yeah. awesome time with you talking and getting yes, to you. Oh, my pleasure. It was so nice to actually hear your voices and not just read your lovely comments. And again, I can't tell you how much we appreciate your support. And um, hopefully you'll love uh, this episode Saturday and uh, season three when that starts. I think. Oh, yeah. Rachel- I think Craig mentioned it might start in the fall. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll 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 talk after that. Awesome. awesome. You have okay. a really nice rest of your day. You too. Thank you Adios. so much. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. John Cameron left. He is amazing.